You're listening to a podcast from City Tribe Media. We're an urban tribe that helps people who feel far from God to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. For more fresh content, check City Tribe on YouTube, Instagram, or Facebook. Enjoy the message, and welcome to the tribe. Now here's Humbi Cervera. All right, good morning, everybody. We are in our series, 21 Days of Prayer. And as you remember last week, uh, Doug walked us through a listening prayer, what it feels like and what it looks like to actually listen to God during prayer. And that's all well and good. That's great. Um, I can listen to God and, and do those things all day um, or listen to people. That's, that's always really good. Um, but there's a second half of this. There's another component to this. And, and that's like listening to somebody, but then actually like following through on what they said to do. That's like, that's a totally different thing. And so for me, uh, my whole life, that's not been a strong suit of mine is like listening to what people tell me to do. And, and I'll give you a, a quick example. Um, a, a few weeks back, uh, uh, me and my family went to go get the car washed. And we like to go to like that car wash that like blinks lights in it while you're in there and the kids like it. So we always have a good time going through it. Um, and so um, before I like to like scrub the, the top and, you know, get tires and whatever. So I was getting down to go do that. And I went to go close the door as I was getting off. And it was like on an incline. So I went to go close the door. And as I started to walk, the door rocked back open. And I walked right into the corner of this door and hit myself right here. And so like immediately I grabbed it and looked. I was like, okay, cool. I'm good. And I just, you know, I was mad. And I slammed the door and I'm all frustrated. And like my head is just like throbbing. But I'm like, I just got to finish this thing. So I go and I start like scrubbing it. And I'm scrubbing and I see my wife like, hey, like waving at me from inside the car. And I'm like, what? What do you want? And like, I'm, I'm dying. Like just, I don't need like this conversation in between a car window. Uh, and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And so I start scrubbing some more and she starts waving at me again. She's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yes, I'm fine. Leave me alone. Like I'm yelling at the, the windshield. And so I'm like, God, why does she leave me alone? I'm like, oh, scrubbing. And I'm like, man, my eye is tearing up really bad right now. And it's like running down my face. My like, golly. So I go and I wipe my face off and there's just blood all over my hand. So my wife was waving at me because I'm a crazy person with blood running down my face, scrubbing the car. And I'm like, leave me alone. Yeah, that's, that's what it looked like. Um, uh, it wasn't too bad. It just took a couple stary strips, no, um, no uh, stitches needed, and a little bit of glue. It, it was okay, but this is like a picture of my entire life, right? Um, I've been somebody who will be told, hey, do this like this, or why don't you go do that? And I will do the exact opposite because I have something in my head that I'm trying to accomplish or do. And so the, the, the word that was thrown around my house by uh, parents aunts, uncles, grandmas, was terco, terco. So for those of you that don't understand or don't know what that means in Spanish, that means stubborn, hard-headed. So just real quick, turn to somebody next to you and say, terco. You have to say it like that, terco. Yeah. Yeah. So, so real quick, before right now, before right now, how many of you have ever been called terco, terca, or stubborn or hard-headed? Raise your hand. Okay, cool. There, there's a lot of people. And then I'm sure there's a bunch of people that are too terco to raise their hand right now. Like, I, yeah, there you go. I get it. I, I'm, I feel you. It's because I know it. So, 
So what about you guys? What are your terco moments? Like, do you hate listening to your bosses at work or you're like, the TPS reports can wait, Bob, you know, like get off my back. Um, do you push back on your spouse when, when you're trying to, to get something done? Like, oh, I'll take care of this later. There's a, I'll, in the commercial, like the rose ceremony is about to happen. Like, I got to watch this. I'll, I'll do that in a little bit. Um, or, or do you just complain about like when you go out to lunch and, uh, you know, every time and you just have something to complain about the restaurant, like your pastor, Robbie Quintero, you know, like just complaining about all the restaurants. Um, but, but what about this one? What about when you hear from God? Do you listen and follow? Or are you terco about it? And you just kind of do what, what you feel like is, is supposed to be right. So if you're terco about it, I, I want you to know you're not alone. Um, this happens all the time in the Bible, and I want to share one of those stories with you today. So uh, we're going to look at the Old Testament uh, in the book of Judges, where there was a story of a young man named Gideon that lived in Israel. Now, during this time uh, of Gideon's story, there, the, the nation of Israel was actually being occupied by another country uh, called Midian. And so uh, what would happen is that these Midianites would run in and, and take all their food, would just run into houses and steal from them or whatever, and they are like, we're the big bad Midianites, what are you guys going to do about it? And, and Israel wouldn't do anything. Um, and so that's where we're going to pick up in the Bible just to kind of know what, what's going on there in Gideon's life at this point. Uh, there in Judges 6, it says, the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak uh, in Ophrah uh, that belonged to Joash the Abezerite where the, his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And so, so this is Gideon. This is how he responds. Uh, pardon me, my Lord, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord had has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. Terco, right? Like, the angel of God is talking to you right now. Just be like, okay, cool. What do you want me to do? Like, don't be like, oh, well, actually, this place isn't as great as you say it is and whatever, and he's really not here. Like, how, how are you going to speak back to God like that? And so, uh, but it, it didn't stop there. So let's go back to the, the story. Uh, verse 14 says, The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. Darko, right? The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down the, all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Once again, there's Gideon being hard-headed, terco, and fighting against what God is telling him to do. You see, all Gideon could see is his reality, right? The only thing he could see was what was in front of him, and that was his country was being occupied, his, his clan, his family was the least of all the families, and he was the weakest in his family. And so God is sitting there next to him, and he's like, what do you mean, God? Like, I know my life, and I know how this works. You're wrong. I'm right. Terco, Right? And so what he didn't see was how God was going to move through him. What he didn't understand was that God was the one that was going to really do all the work in front of him. And eventually, <coughs> excuse me, eventually um, Gideon would end up freeing Israel because he listened to God and something amazing happened. And for some of us, 
Last week, as we were going through our listening prayer, uh, God said something to us. And maybe it was unlikely, or maybe it seemed impossible, or maybe it was straight up terrifying. But guys, when the creator of the universe asks you to do something, don't be terco about it. Just listen to him and do it. Because if you listen, it could be the greatest thing that you've ever done in your entire life. So uh, here's uh, the big idea for today, because I feel like this is what God says, and, and this is like how he speaks to me all the time. Uh, so it's, Derko, let's go. Like, I feel like that's how God talks to me. He's like, hey, Derko, let's go. Come on. Like, we got to move. And, and so um, uh, that's like exactly how God has been speaking to me through my life. And, and so um, uh, the, the story that I want to tell you has been like seven years in the making. So uh, about seven years ago, my wife and I moved into the Deco District, uh, you know, their Jefferson High School, Woodlawn Lake area. And as we moved in there, I was, uh, you know, driving down the street one day and down Fredericksburg, and I saw this old school building. And it's actually uh, on the property of a church called Redeemer Lutheran Church. And they own this, this school, and it's just been vacant for years and years and years. And uh, they do like basketball at night, but nothing ever happens uh, the rest of the week. And so I was like, okay, well, uh, that's interesting. And God said, uh, go ahead and start praying about this building. Like, pray for this building. And, and at this point, I'm like a part-time employee here at, at City Tribe. Uh, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. Well, maybe someday somebody's going to do something cool in it. I'll, I'll start praying about it. And so for the next few years, for years and years, when I remember to and I drive by it, I'm like, hey, Lord, you know, do something cool with that. And, and so fast forward a few years, you know, I go from part-time to full-time to, uh, you know, Doug working with me and, and me becoming, you know, fully ordained and being a pastor here at City Tribe. And, and so it's kind of cool uh, to kind of, you know, as I'm growing, still kind of praying for that place as I drive by. And, and one day Doug kind of comes up to me and goes, hey, I'm be, uh, uh, you know, need to talk. Uh, I want you to know that, that God's been sharing with me that you're going to have your own church. And I want you to start praying about it. And, and what you guys have to understand is, uh, well, you know, this place is super awesome. And I love this place. And, and Doug is like one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, so for me, I'm like, why would I ever want to leave this place? Like, this is fantastic. Um, and and so, so he was like, okay. I'm like, all right, cool. Let me start praying. And I start praying. And I'm like, Lord, I don't even know where to start. Like, where does somebody start when, when having their own church? And I was like, I don't even know like any musicians that, that want to go do something like that. And like, who's going to play music for us? And, and he goes, oh, Abel's going to be your worship leader. And, and so Abel's our guy that will normally lead uh, worship in the cafe. Um, at that point, he, I'd never seen him do anything but play guitar. And I was like, yeah, really? That guy, Lord? Like, he doesn't even sing. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> And so a few weeks went by, and I was in the, in the cafe, and I was working on some stuff, and I heard some music come on, and I was like, oh, this, this guy's really good. Uh, and I'm like, hey, what song are you guys playing? And they go, oh, it's, it's coming from the theater. I was like, I'm going to go see who that is. And I walked over here, and it was Abel. He was right there practicing all by himself uh, here alone in the theater, just kind of working on his stuff. And, and I walked in, and I was like, hey, I need to talk to you. I need to tell you about what God told me. And so from, from that point on, he's... Uh, been in. And so uh, from that point on, nothing really happened. Like, you know, I was looking for God to do something and move and whatever, and, and nothing really happened until this, this past summer. And, uh, you know, we, we were at, at this conference and praying at this prayer meeting, uh, at this prayer service, 
And, and I'm like, okay, God, this is it. Like, I need you to show me. I need you to tell me. Because I'm getting worried that I'm just being, um, you know, like, I'm, I'm trying to climb the ladder. I'm trying to, to just go and, and move. And, and this is pride. And, and I think that might be what's fueling me. And I was like, I need you to show me that this is you and not me. And so I prayed, and I, I felt like a peace come over me. And God was just like, this is it. Let's go. Dedico, let's go. Right? And I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm like, but wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I was like, you know how terco I am. You know I'm going to lose sight of this. You know how stubborn I can be. Uh, I need you to put people in front of me. Like, I need a person after a person. I was like, I, I need people because I'm going I'm to lose track. And, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, done praying. And as soon as I'm done praying, like, within seconds, Doug walks up and puts a hand on me. And he says, God has this to say to you. Your church is going to be, uh, grow a community. Your church is going to crush demonic presences. And your church is going to be a sports-related church. Which, like, that was a weird thing for me. I was like, a sports-related church? But, okay, cool. Um, so I was like, all right, cool, thank you. Like, that's my first person. Like, immediately after, God's like, okay, cool, here you go. So I get back to town, and um, I'm just kind of, you know, getting off of work, hanging out. And I get a text message from my friend Carlos. And he goes, hey, what's the deal with that building there on Fredericksburg behind the church? I was like, what, what? He goes, yeah, you've been praying about it, right? And I was like, what? How did, I haven't talked to you about it. And he goes, yeah, 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 I know. Um, is that something you're interested in? And I was like, yeah. He goes, okay, cool, let's meet up. And so we get together, we meet up, and I'm telling him about it. And he's like, you have to do this. If this is what God is telling you, you have to move, you have to go. I know it's scary, but you can do it. Let's go. And I said, okay, that's fine. Like, cool. And, and so I'm, I'm kind of, you know, getting a little bit more warmed up to this. And um, that next Sunday, I come in, and I'm, I'm praying, and I, I come to the prayer team, and some of the prayer ladies are praying with me because I'm, like, freaking out about it. And, and um, uh, they start praying, and as they're praying for me, like, I get a picture in my head, and uh, then, then they're done praying, and Bree, our prayer leader now, stops me and goes, hey, uh, I need to talk to you. I said, okay, that's cool. What's up? She's like, I got a word from God about you a year ago that didn't make any sense until right now. I'm like, okay, cool. What was it? And she goes, God told me to follow you wherever you go. And I was like, okay. And she goes, yeah, like when I got it a year ago, I thought it was weird because I didn't want to follow you around at church all day. Like, <laughs> she's like, I thought that'd be a weird thing. <laughs> and she goes, Where, wherever you go to start your church, I'm going with you. My family's going with you. And I was like, cool. This is, this is really awesome. And, and so... Uh, the picture that I got in my head. So sometimes God speaks to you through words or like he'll uh, put like a thought in your head that's kind of outside of what you've been thinking, your train of thought. Uh, and sometimes you'll get a picture and sometimes it's like full-on visions. I wouldn't say like it's a full-on vision like I'm sitting in the room, but I got this thing where like I was watching a video in my head. I can't explain it any other way. And so what I was watching was uh, me standing at the front door of this church knocking on the door. Uh, um, and, and so this is me being as terco as possible. I'm going, as I'm seeing this, I'm going, yeah, God, I know I got to go show up and talk to some of those people. I get it. Like, duh. Like, of course, I'm going to have to do that. And as I'm saying that, in the middle of my terco-ness, he goes, ask for it. And that stopped me. And I'm like, a good and faithful servant, I tell him, no, I don't do that. <laughs> you... Lord, you know who I am. Like, I work for things. I earn things. I don't accept handouts. Like, I work, and that's how I get things. And he's like, ask for it. And, and uh, I sat there for a second, and I went, 
Well, I'll think about it. We'll, we'll see. I'll come back to you on that. So the next morning, uh, I get a text message from Bree. And she said, I was reading this morning in the Bible and praying, and God had some scripture for me to share with you. So I want to share that with you right now. It's Luke 11, 9 through 10. There it says, and I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it'll be opened. I was like, dang it. (laughs) Man, I think I'm going to have to do this. Um, So a few days go by. I finally have the opportunity to go like first thing in the morning, but you know, me and my wife and the kids had a crazy morning and I'm like, I just, I didn't even get a cup of coffee before I left the house. So I'm like, I'm going to go get coffee and then maybe I'll go into the office and you know, maybe I'll go later on in the day or like next week. And I'm already like dead going my way out of this, right? Like uh, I'm, I'm like trying to get out of it. And so I show up to this, this coffee spot uh, and I walk in and I see uh, a friend of mine who's also a really good friend of Doug's. And, and he, he's like, hey, man, what's up? And we small talk, and he puts his hand on my shoulder, and he goes, so what are your big plans for today? And I just feel like God going, tell him. Tell him what you're supposed to do today. Tell him where you're going to go right now. And I was like, oh, fine. And I tell him the story, and he's like, bro, you got to go, man. This is the coolest thing. You got to go. You got to go listen to God. He's like, here, I'll buy you your coffee. Go, take it. See you later. And I was like, dang it, man. I was like, now if I don't go, I'm not just like Deco. I'm a liar, you know, like... So I was like, I have to go now. So, so I go, and, and I'm at the church, and, and, and you know, where, you, where I parked, I was like behind the church, so I, I just walked up to the first door I saw in the back, and I knock, and, and I'm like knocking hard, you know, because I'm like, I'm doing this once, Lord. I'm only doing it one time, and then I'm out. I'm going to listen, but I'm only going to listen enough. Um, so, not, you know, knock hard, nobody answers, and I'm like, oh, it was the front door that I saw. Let me go to the front door. So I go to the front, they got big glass doors, and I'm looking in and knocking, and there's nobody there. I go, oh, there's a side door over here. Walk to the side door, and I start knocking on it. And as I'm knocking, I hear, you're at the wrong door. And I was like, (laughs) and I looked, there's nobody standing behind me, and I'm like, Lord, was it? (laughs) And, And so there's this big, like, bell thing, and this lady walks up from behind it, and she goes, hey, you're at the wrong door. Anytime I need help, I go over here to the front door. I'm like, okay, cool. And so she walks and, like, looks in the window and then walks away. I see her for, like, a total of 30 seconds, right? And I'm like, was that an angel that just told me? (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, cool. So I go knock. Nobody answers. Go to the side door. Knock. Nobody answers. Another side door, two back doors, knock hard, nobody answers. And I'm like, cool, I did it, Lord. I knocked on all the doors. I guess I was wrong. I'll see, you know, like I'm out, I'll see you later. And as I start to walk away, he's like, keep knocking. I'm like, come on, man. But Lord, like I did it. I already did it. And he says, keep knocking. So I go, fine. So me being as dead as possible, I'm knocking on the door going, see, Lord, nobody's even here. Knock, knock, knock. See, nobody's even here. I'm going to go knock one more time. And I start to walk away from that first door I knocked on. And then it opens. And the pastor of the church, the guy that runs the building, Pastor Mike Bailey, is standing there. And so I was way too busy being Terco to like have an idea of what I was going to say when the door opened. So, 
So I'm like, uh, sir, hi, um, I'm a, I live in the neighborhood, and do you have a minute? I, I want to talk. Uh, and, he, and like him just being incredibly graceful and loving, he's like, yeah, come on inside. I've got plenty of time. Come and sit down and hang out. Uh, come sit in my chair, you know, whatever. Cool. And, and so we sit down, and, and I'm like, okay, this is going to sound crazy, uh, Mike, uh, but I got to tell you this story. And I tell him the story from the very beginning all the way through. And I get to the end of it to like this part right here. And I look at him and I go, Mike, so this is me asking for a building? And then it just got real quiet. And I go, I don't know what happens now, Mike. Like, I, I was just, God just told me to ask. I don't know what we do now. And he just laughed. And, and he goes, oh, no, 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 that's cool. Tell me some more about yourself. I'm be like, you know, where are you from? Give me your background. And so then we, we keep on talking. And uh, we end up talking for like two, two and a half hours. Like, we're just there in his room. And it was really a great time. And so uh, we kind of wind down. He's like, hey, I got to go to a meeting and I got to get to my next thing. I'm like, okay, cool, Mike. That's cool. And he goes, uh, he goes hey, have you ever heard of, uh, of Hillsong before? And I'm like, yeah, that's a super mega worldwide church that has awesome praise music. He goes, yeah, I love them. And, and they just speak to my heart in amazing ways. I just wrote their senior pastor's, uh, read their senior pastor's uh, biography. And you know what? He started his church in the exact same way you are right now. He just knocked on doors. And he's like, I'm so excited and, and encouraged by your faith. I want to be a part of this. Um, but I got to let you know, I can't give you a building. I can't make that decision. Uh, like there's a board and there's people and there's whatever. And, and I can't make that call. Um, but he's like, but we have a board meeting this Saturday. And, and I'll tell your story. I want to be an advocate for you. I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. And he, and he goes, not only that, I want to meet up. Let's continue our relationship. I want to go to your church. I want to meet your senior pastor. I want to hang out. Like, I want to get to know you, and I want to be a part of this journey. I was like, cool. That's, that's awesome, Mike. So the next week, we, we meet up. He comes down here. Uh, him and Doug are talking about how church should be done, and it's amazing, like, seeing how, how a Lutheran pastor and, and, and Doug, like our, our funky pastor, uh, you know, I mean, the hair, man, uh, but they're sitting there and they're talking about God and they're talking about how, how we should be reaching our people and, and the, the fire that they have for each other. And they're like speaking eye to eye, like they, they see it in almost the exact same way. And it's beautiful and amazing to see how God is working in this situation. And so it, it's just really cool to see it. And then, then at the end, uh, you know, Mike's telling me like, hey, man, just so you know, um, uh, I asked the, the board, I told them their story and I asked the board if you could meet in our sanctuary, like actually go and do church after we're done. Um, and he's like, but they said no. Oh, okay, cool. But I'm thinking like, well, Mike, like, I wanted the, the school. You know, like, I, w I wasn't interested in your sanctuary. Like, it's super nice, but like, this is the place that I feel like I'm supposed to go. And, you know, I, I didn't say that. I'm just kind of like, okay, whatever. And, and so uh, he's like, but here's the thing. They need to get to know you. They need to understand who you are and what you're about. So we need to get you in front of them. We have a rummage sale coming up in a month, and I want you to have a booth. And I'm like, awesome, Mike. I don't have anything to sell. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Uh, and he's just like, no, 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 uh, bring, you know, you come out, just shake hands all day, you know, meet people. And he goes, you, you have a worship guy? You got a mus musician? I said, yeah. He goes, cool. Tell him to come out, play some music. The millennials will love it. I'm like, okay, cool, Mike. Like, dude, let's do it. So, um, so we get there and, and, uh, or, you know, I'm, I'm praying about it going into this, this rummage sale. Cause I'm like, what am I supposed to do that day? And, and as I'm praying, I just keep on hearing God say, just go and be helpful. Just be helpful and, and, and help people and, and just 
you know, be as helpful as possible. I'm like, okay, cool, I can do that. And, and so leading into it, uh, the organizer of the event calls me and she goes, hey, uh, you know, heard a lot about you from Pastor Mike. He's been great. He's been talking you up a lot. Uh, we're really excited to have you. Um, I don't know if you know this, but Pastor Mike's going to be out that day. He's out of town. And I was like, okay, cool. She goes, normally what he does, is he walks around and prays with everybody and just pastors our entire congregation that shows up. I'm like, okay, cool. She goes, would you be willing to replace him that day? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, that sounds awesome. So I get off the phone and I'm like, I'm trying to put things together for, you know, that what God's telling me. He's like, be helpful. And then they're saying, can you pray for everybody? So I'm going, okay, I'm going to go and there's going to be like a kid with a broken leg in a wheelchair and I'm going to like place a hand on them and then the kid's going to walk and like bust through the cast and then there's going to be like the board members are going to be over there. Truly, he is a man of God. You can have our building. You know, like that's, that's how I imagine this day is going to go. And Abel's like, I'm going to play a song and it's going to unlock hearts. And like, we're, they're just going to hand stuff over. So we both have this idea that like there's going to be work involved and we're going to do this stuff. And like, this is how it's going to go. So we get there and set up our stuff. And we go and start helping, uh, you know, the, the lady, the organizer. She says, oh, go over there. Uh, go start unloading the storage unit and, and bring stuff back over here. And so while we're doing that, uh, we meet a guy named Fritz. And, and so, we're, you know, me, Abel, and Fritz are all working and setting up tables and, and doing all kinds of stuff uh, just to get it ready. And, and so we, we set up a bunch of booths. Everybody's ready to go. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for the event to start. So we start playing our music. You know, we play like a lot of Hillsong because Pastor Mike liked it. So, you know, we want to honor him. And so we're, we're playing a bunch of, you know, like upbeat, like, you know, Christian worship music. And, and so as it's going, our, our dude Fritz is walking by and like kind of dancing. He's like, man, this stuff's awesome. And like kind of like moving. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, thanks, Fritz. Appreciate your, your, your stamp of approval. And he does that like two more times and then finally walks up and goes, hey, man, this is great. I really appreciate the spirit that you guys are bringing here. I'm going to call Pastor Bailey right now and tell him how awesome you guys are. I'm like, okay, cool. And so he calls. He's like, hey, it's going to voicemail. And, and so he's like, hey, Pastor Bailey, these guys are great. Uh, they brought a real great spirit to this. I really want to thank you. This event is totally different than it's ever been before. Uh, and then he goes, not only that, these guys are men of God. And they're here to serve and love the people that are around them. Thank you for sending them here. And then he hangs up. And I was like, dude, that's awesome, Fritz. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And he looks at me and goes, so uh, you guys are planting a church or what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, that's what we're doing. And he's like, so where, where do you want to plant? And I'm like, I don't want to tell him that God told me to ask for the building, you know, like I, like I just met him. And I'm like, well, in this area, in this neighborhood, he goes, oh, okay, cool. Here's the problem with our church. You wouldn't be able to meet in our sanctuary. And so like in that moment, uh, I, I'm immediately remembering a word that I'd gotten the day before. So our safety guy, Zach, texted me and goes, I've got a word for you. And I, I, and like, this doesn't happen a lot, but I'm excited to share this with you because I'm just so excited. And I'm like, okay, cool. What is it? And he goes, stop being a coward. I was like, thanks, Zach. He's like, you're being a coward about something and whatever it is, you need to stop. Stop being scared. And I'm like, okay, cool. So in this moment, this thing is hitting me in my head, stop being a coward in this conversation. And I go, instead of like diplomatically being like, well, Fritz, actually, whatever, I just go, hey, Fritz, well, here's the deal. I'm not interested in your sanctuary. I want the school. And he looks at me, kind of cocks his head and goes, oh, oh, yeah, we could do that. 
I don't have any issues with that. I don't see why we wouldn't be able to do that. And I'm like, oh, cool. He goes, yeah, I'll tell the board about it. I'm like, oh, cool, Fritz, thanks. I was like, do you know somebody that, that works uh, or is on the board? And he goes, yeah, I'm the president. <laughs> so me and Abel have like a straight up Scooby-Doo moment. We're like... And, and he's like, you want to come inside and take a look at the, he's like, yeah, let's go. So we start looking and we're looking around. He's like, you can do this here. And he's like visioning, envisioning what this place could be for us. Like just crazy. Oh yeah, do this there. And, and so again, like Zach's word is hitting me in my head. Like, don't be a coward. Ask how much this place is going to be because you need to know. I'm like, hey, Fritz, man, uh, I, I need to know, like, what is this, what is this going to cost for us to rent this for on Sundays? And he goes, well, you know, you guys are a church that's going to be starting. We don't want to be a hindrance to you. So he goes, ah, oh, the board's going to kill me that I say this. A thou? No, 500, 500 a month. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, 500. And I'm like, oh, man. I was like, just play it cool, play it cool. And I'm like, I think, I think, we, can, I think we can manage that. You know, I think we can figure that out. Um, and so, so it was just like crazy. And, and so we've been working for the last few months since this has happened, uh, trying to figure this thing out. So I told you, like, Abel's going to be our worship dude. Uh, um, and then we also have Alyssa Ramos, who's our assistant kid city uh, uh, director, is going to be our, our children's ministry leader. Yeah. She's in the service right now, so I wanted to say hi. Um, and it was really cool, too, just like how God led me to her. And he was like, just kind of showed me on a growth track one day, and he's like, that's the one. She's going to be your other person that you're going with. And so that was really cool that, that God spoke to me uh, through her as well. And so uh, there's been a handful of like complicated things as we've been going through this, but one of the easiest things was uh, how, what we're going to name this place. And, and so as we were kind of uh, going through it, I was sitting and praying uh, and I'm like, Lord, I'm not good at stuff like this. I don't know. So I just want your wisdom in this. What do you want me to call this church? And he goes, listen, I said, I am. I heard you tell me that, so why don't you tell me the name of it? What do you want it to be called? And he goes, listen. And I was like, I am listening. Why don't you tell me, like, Derko, right? Like, tell me what you want it to be called. And I just felt him go like, ah, oh, listen. And like, as he said that, it, this thing hit me, and I saw myself like at a computer working and researching, and I went, oh, I need to do a word study on what listen means in the New Testament. Cool, I get that now. Why didn't you start with that? Uh, you know, terco. Um, so uh, in the New Testament, what, what the deal is, is that it's originally, the original language is Greek. So what you can do is you can start studying through these different words and figuring out a deeper meaning of what, what it is. And so uh, I look at listen, and every single time it's mentioned in the New Testament, it's the same exact root word, and it's uh, akuo. And, and so we've got a picture of it there. The first one is Greek. The second one is a transliteration. The, the bottom one is the pronunciation. So what this means, what this word means is literally to listen. Uh, it's where we get the word acoustics from. Uh, but what really uh, shook me and, and really um, impressed on me is, is just like in English, like uh, the, there are words that mean more than just that word. So like if we call somebody like basic, you know, like there's a couple of different meanings that it can be. Or if you're like, hey, you're tough, like 
they don't literally mean like you're tough to like get through, but there's a different meaning and a figurative meaning to it. And so for this, uh, the figurative meaning of it is to hear God's voice, which prompts God to birth more faith within. And so I'm going through this and I'm like, this is it. So the name of our church is going to be Akuo. And so everybody say that with me one, one time. Akuo. Yeah, Akuo. And so the, the, the hope is that for the folks that go there, and really for starting with you guys here, is that we can understand what God's voice sounds like. And, and through us understanding what God's voice sounds like, it'll allow him to give us more faith, which can allow us to hear him more, which will give us more faith. And this amazing thing will start happening where we're in constant uh, uh, um, communication with the Lord and constantly moving in the way that he wants us to move. So um, in, this, in this thing, what I want you guys to know is that uh, we've got a name, we've got a building, we've got a team. So that means that this July, we're going to have our first services in that building. And not only that, Remember, Doug said there's, there's like a sports-related thing. It's going to be sports-related. Well, we're going to be meeting in their gymnatorium, which there's an, a stage at the end of their basketball court, and we're going to set up chairs all along it. So, like, what I, didn't make a lot of sense to me when he said it's going to be sports-related. Like, that's the sports component uh, that's going to be tied in at the very beginning. And, and so um, we're super excited about it. Um, and, and so what I do want to talk to you guys about is as I've been going through this thing, I've been carrying a lot of shame uh, throughout a lot of it, which is weird. Um, but like, who tells God no, right? Like, who's terco enough to tell God no? Well, it's me, right? And, and, and well, it's been super frustrating, and it's brought me down a lot during this journey. Just, man, like, how did I tell him no? Now that I can look back on how amazing this is, how could I have told him no way up front? And, and so, there's a story uh, uh, that, that I've kind of been led to uh, biblically that really helped me out. And, and I'm thinking that for you guys, there have been times that God's called you to do something, to pray for somebody, move in a direction, take a job, do a thing, whatever it might be, and you said no. And so for some of you, you might be carrying the shame too. So I want to help remove the shame from your life by looking at the story. Uh, it's in Matthew 21, 28 to 32. Uh, Jesus is speaking to a group of Pharisees in this. And so he says, uh, Jesus says, but what do you think about this? A man with two sons told the older boy, son, go and work in the vineyard today. The son answered, no, I won't go. But later he changed his mind. He wasn't as terco as originally thought. Uh, then the father told the son, you go, the other son, you go. And he said, yes, sir, I will. But he didn't go. And then Jesus asked, which of the two obeyed the father? And they replied, the first one. The first one was the one that did the Father's will in the end. And then Jesus explained his meaning. I tell you the truth. Corrupt tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you do. For John the Baptist came and showed you the right way to live, but you didn't believe him, while tax collectors and prostitutes did. And even when you saw this happening, you refused to believe him and repent your sins. So guys, it doesn't matter if you've told God no at some point. It's okay. Because if you eventually start doing it, you're doing the Father's will. And that's what counts, right? He asks us to do something and we do it. Whether it was uh, in a day later or a year later, you're still doing the Father's will. And I want to encourage you guys to do that. Because for some of you, you might have been uh, feeling like you got to move in a direction. And I just want you to go. Just listen to your Father. 
And for some of us here, we walked in like not necessarily believing in this whole Jesus thing, right? Like a grandma has been bringing you and she'll buy you breakfast tacos after or like you've been coming with a cute girl and you're like, well, I mean, if this is going to keep me around, like I'll go to church, whatever. Um, But what's been happening is as you've been coming, something's been happening and you've been feeling God like kind of like mess with you. And you've been terco up to this point, but I want you to stop. I want you to stop being terco and I want you to start leading and listening into God. And so if you want to stop doing that and you want to start leading into God, I want you to go ahead and and, and pray. So let's all pray. Everybody bow their heads together uh, because we don't pray alone here at City Tribe. So if you want to stop being terco and you want to invite Jesus into your life, I want you to pray something like this with him right now. Jesus, I'm coming to you right now and I know I've messed up a whole bunch. And I know I've been super terco with you. I know I've been super stubborn and I'm sorry for that. But I'm here now and I want you to know that I believe in you. I believe that you gave up your life for me. That you gave up your life to make up for every single mistake I've made in the past and every single mistake I'll make in the future. So Jesus, I just don't want to run, I don't want to run away from you anymore. I don't want to be terco. I want to follow you the best way I know how. Amen. So just keep our heads bowed. Now, if you're a believer, whether it's been for five decades or five seconds, it just happened right now, and you want things to change in your life, I want you to do this. Think about the things that God has asked you to do. Think about the words that God has given you in your life. And if you've had trouble listening before, just say, Lord, I'm here. I'm listening. Listen to what he has to say to you. So let's pray. Father, thank you for being with us. Thank you for carrying us through this life. Right now, I just want to stop being so terco and I just want to follow. Father, help me stay focused on you and in your presence. Thank you for what you've done for me. I love you. And we all pray these things in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're glad you're a part of the tribe today. To further connect with us, check citytribe.church.